Hello and welcome to Cutting to the Bull in the Post-Truth Apocalypse. I'm Ben, and as always, I'm hanging out with Mike. Hello. Claire. Hey. And Pete. Hello. And a massive happy birthday to Claire. Yeah, happy birthday. Happy birthday. We're going to say how old she is, because that's a lady's prerogative. She's only 63. <laughs> <laughs> but I will be joining her in less than a month at that particular milestone. But I won't, because I'll be that age minus one again. I'll be 39 again, again, and again, and again. See, just give it, she just gave it away. Yes, she is 40, everybody. She's an old lady now. I'm the youngest in the room at this point, which is nice. I've got I've got my Zimmer frame at the ready for her when she needs it. Mine's had a stroke. Oh. <laughs> That's just because you were turning me on, but you know, carry on. What? Weird. A stroke? Yeah, I know, I know exactly what you're on about. Uh, I just find it strange you looking at me and thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever, I was a point of choice of lifestyle, just don't whip it out while I'm talking while I'm in the room. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, put it away. <laughs> Fucking hell. Good job there's no video feed on this, guys. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Claire, we wish you all the best. Thank you very much. So today we're going to talk about there. polar shift and catastrophic polar shift theory. Sorry, cataclysmic polar shift theory. This is scary, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. also a few little instances where, where our magnetic field is weakened and we'll, we'll see what happens there. So... Yeah, let's thank some of the returning listeners. I'd like to say you can follow us on Facebook at Cutting the Bull in the Post Truth Apocalypse, YouTube at Apocalypse Bull, and SoundCloud and most other podcasting platforms at Cutting Through the Bull in the PTA. Well done. You did, did that well. <laughs> I know. I'm a fucking professional nowadays, mate. <laughs> Give him praise when it's due. Thank you. Yeah. Take it. <laughs> All right, where shall I start on the list? I'll thank some new return listeners. I'll start in Amsterdam. Always a city close to my heart, Amsterdam. Oh, Come yeah. on, join us for a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Manchester in the UK. Sheboygan in Wisconsin. Ah, oh, Sheboygan. Brisbane, what Australia. Hey, Sheboygan, I've no idea. He says it in Home Alone. That's it, yes. John Candy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Home Alone. John Candy wasn't oh. in Home Alone. You think he yeah, Uncle Buzz? Yeah, no, was. John Candy was in Home Alone because he gives the mum a lift home. He's the one with the He's band. the one who has the band who gives the mum a lift home. They all jump in uh, the back of the rental car. Oh, you know, I've watched that film like twice in my entire life. Really? I yeah. watched it like twice a year. He's wearing a yellow rain jacket. I can't remember. Well, either way. Yeah. The poker poker. Moving on. Brisbane in Australia. Pon- poker. Ponte Verde, Florida. Radcliffe in Kentucky, Frankfurt and Maine in Germany, San Diego, California, Monsey in New York, Farmington, Missouri, Bangalore in India, Stevenage in the UK, Niles, Michigan, Guadalajara, Spain and Belfast in the UK. Back at Welcome the top. back. Thank you to everybody. Bongiorno. Yeah, big thanks. Tell a friend. Keep listening. Subscribe, like, leave a comment, send us an email. I don't mind. Whatever. Reach out and touch me. <laughs> Not you, Mike. <laughs> so, Earth's magnetic field. What is it? Does anyone want to throw me a haphazard guess? What it's a field it? of magnets. It's a protective blanket that helps shield us from unruly space weather. you got to just read it off the notes, <laughs> boys. Why not? It's oh. the most intelligent thing to do, isn't it? <laughs> Claire, did you have anything to add to that before Mike ruined it for everybody? I just thought it was, like, you know, after like the big bang and forces sort of like drag uh, a planet together. I thought it was just something to do with all that. It's to do with the molten core, the molten core of the Earth. Yeah. Yeah, but it, as core, right? it goes round the, because in the in the middle it's a solid bit of iron, mm-hmm. and it's the, the liquid core that goes around it that produces the magnetic field. Reaches out into space, stops electrical solar, forces too. Yeah, stops solar flares and stuff attacking the Earth. We'll get we'll get into it. Don't worry. So it is as Mike's read from the notes, our protective blanket that helps shield us from an unruly space weather. Also known as the geomagnetic field, it's generated in our planet's interior and extends out into space, creating a region known as the magnetosphere and not magneto. <laughs> in fact, if magneto got strong enough, he could probably control this. I think it's pronounced magnetosphere. Well, probably Magnet- the name. Magnetosphere, I think. Let's not get all American. Yeah. Claire, most of our listeners are American. Well... Unlucky for them. Well, you're not going to start saying tomato, though, are you? Nah, I'm not. Basil. No. no, no, I'm not going to do that. Shove some basil up a 
tomato eating zebra. <laughs> Tomato, whatever. Let's call the whole thing off. Without the magnetic field, life on Earth as we know it would not be possible, as it shields us all from the constant bombardment by charged particles emitted from the sun, the solar wind. Mm -hmm. It causes cancers and things. And Earth would be a lot shitter without it. Mars lost its magnetic field. Have a look at Mars. So that, that once had a molten core and now it's just a piece of rock or... Yeah, it cooled, yeah. It's too small and it cooled and then the sun stripped away the atmosphere. That's why Mars only got 1% of the atmosphere of Earth. Mm. And it's the only planet in the solar system entirely populated by robots. Yeah. And insectoids. And insectoids. And if the, the legends are relieved, <laughs> loads of Randy Kramer's Captain America's in space... And human moon bases, or maybe a Nazi base up there too, who knows. <laughs> and little green men. Don't forget the little green men. Don't forget them tripods either. Marvin. Marvin, of course. Yeah, that's where he left him, wasn't it? Marvin the Martian. Yep. Oh, right, I thought you were talking about starving Marvin. <laughs> no, wasn't he left on the moon? Oh, no, that wasn't, that wasn't was the moon, though, was it? That, that was the moon. No, it was a, diff it was a different planet, no wasn't it? So Earth has two sets of poles, geographic pole and magnetic poles. Earth's magnetic field can be visualised if you extend, imagine a large bar magnet inside our planet roughly aligned with the Earth's axis. Each end of the magnet lies relatively close, about 10 degrees, to the geographic north and south poles. Although it is moving and it moves all the time. It does. Earth's invisible magnetic field lines travel in a closed, continuous loop and are nearly vertical at each magnetic pole. So that's how our thing forms. Big sort of circle around us and it jets out towards the back where it's been blasted backwards by the solar wind. And they flip as well. They do flip and they are due a flip. And when it flips, mm. it gets weakened. And the North Pole magnetic pole is actually the South magnetic pole because it's flipped in the past. Mm. When you hold a compass and it points north... Yeah. Right? It's pointing actually to the south, isn't it? Because you put two magnets together, they repel. Yeah. It's pointing to magnetic south. Even though it tells you it's north on the compass, mm -hmm. that's wrong actually. It is actually the south magnetic poles at the north. Oh, right. You watched Neil deGrasse Tyson too? I did. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Neil deGrasse Tyson, for that. So, geographic north and south poles are where lines of longitude converge according to GIS geography. The ge geographic north pole is located in the middle of the Arctic Ocean and the geographic south pole is found in Antarctica. Magnetic poles are located where the magnetic lines of attraction head to Earth. The magnetic north pole is known as the North Dip Pole and is currently found on Ellesmere Island in northern Canada. And when a magnetic compass points points north, it is aligning itself. Oh, just, there you go. It's, uh, it's aligning itself with Earth's magnetic field and points to the magnetic north pole, well, not no. the geographic north pole. No, but technically it's a magnetic south pole. We call it the north, but mm. it is the south. My head's about to explode. Mm. So Black. the poles do flip, and we're due, due a flip. It can occur, some people think it's, it's every few thousand years, or at least hundreds of thousands of years. It's been how long, Mike? Like 72,000 years now, something daft like that. How can they Depends, tell? Depends, doesn't it? Because the, the lava, yeah, when it cools, it points north. Mm. That's how they know. So they, way, they look at the old lava fields over time, yeah. which way they're pointing. Wow. Yeah, I know, it's mad, isn't it? Because mm -hmm. that's the, the pull of the centre of the earth. Cool. Right. Now, should we have a, a solar flare, right? the north, the magnetic field protects us. The problem is that when the poles flip, and no one is sure why it happens, but it does happen, and we are overdue, it's weaker for a time until it builds its strength back up. Okay. And that leaves us vulnerable then. It leaves us vulnerable to solar flares. But how does it protect Earth? It's a bubble. It's known as a magnetosphere and it protects us from harmful space weather such as solar wind. Without the magnetosphere, the solar wind would erode our atmosphere, devoiding our planet of the life-giving air we breathe. And according to NASA, although never a straight answer, <laughs> NASA, mm. or the goddamn Nazis working for them, and the lizards, the reptilians. It's not a reptilian badge, man. It is. You know, you're the NASA badge, guys. 
Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's meant to be the two fork. trails of a rocket Tongue. going into space. Yeah. There's a theory that it's a forked tongue of the reptilians coming down to Earth instead. Look at it, Pete. I'm on it. Don't what you else worry. is it? It's meant to be the contours of... Twin rockets. Or something like yeah, that. there it is. Does that look like a Why forked tongue? Why have you got a NASA patch set There's a NASA shield. Claire's an ass That's it. Take off your disguise, you reptilian. Have you given me the just patches for jeans or a bag or something? How random is that? <laughs> it's NASA. So I was just like, oh, she'll give you some NASA. It does look like, like a snake tongue. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? It does look like a snake. Like, it yeah, really it's a snake does. tongue. Yeah. <laughs> like, more so than any kind of yeah. rockets going yeah, off That's what I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, people are delusional. <laughs> I don't believe in... Well, NASA's not... I, 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 you don't think the reptilians are in control of NASA? I, I, I'm just... That's the Nazis! I'm totally sceptical, like the, all the moon and everything and... Sceptical <laughs> at the moon? The moon, yeah. The moon doesn't exist? <laughs> yes, it exists. <laughs> the moon landing? The moon landing doesn't uh, like, you know... Well, listen to our moon landing episode to make your mind up. Yeah. <laughs> so the magnetosphere protects Earth from large quantities of particle radiation emitted during coronal mass ejection. And also from cosmic rays, atom fragments raining down on Earth from deep space. It also repels harmful energy away from Earth and traps it in zones called the Van Allen belts. These donut shaped belts of radiation can swell when the sun's activity (laughs) increases. But our protective shield is not completely invincible. During particularly strong space weather events, such as high solar winds or large coronal mass ejections, Earth's magnetic field is disturbed and geomagnetic storms can penetrate the magnetosphere and lead to widespread radio and power blackouts as well as endangering astronauts and Earth-orbiting satellites. You know when you see the aurora, mm-hmm. that's the charged particles being the, flung yeah. alongside the magnetic Mag- lines? Yeah. yeah, Yeah, that's why they're only in the north. That's the visual representation well, of it. north and it? south, isn't it? Yeah, but they're more visible there because it's more active. As if the stronger the, the storm, the further south you see yeah. the aurora borealis. Mm. Let's move on to the Carrington event, because this is a, an interesting one. 1859, right? History's greatest, or recorded history's greatest solar storm. So it was a large solar storm that took place at the beginning of September 1859, just a few months before the solar maximum of 1860. Solar maximum, the sun has weather cycles just like the Earth. Yeah. And there's a certain point of the year when you get the solar maximum in a solar year and it just belches out loads of shit. Yep, and you get the solar minimum when it's the opposite. It goes in cycles. So in August 1859, astronomers around the world watched with fascination as the number of sunspots on the solar disk grew. Among them, Richard Carrington, an amateur sky watcher in a small town called Red Hill near London in England. On September 1st, as Carrington was sketching the sunspots, he was blinded by a sudden flash of light. So look into the sun then, you can Yeah, look, you're looking at a telescope. <laughs> Do a telescope back to the sun. Sure, he's got filters and yeah, yeah. Of course, but still, it's not good. I was joking. I'm sure that he wasn't. Simple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he may have been. <laughs> yeah. Look at the sun. Carrington described it as a white light flare. The whole event lasted about five minutes. The flare was a major coronal mass ejection, a burst of magnetised plasma from the sun's upper atmosphere, the corona. In 17.6 hours, the coronal mass ejection traversed over 90 million miles, 150 million kilometres, between the sun and earth and unleashed its force on our planet. So it's 1860 and we're just starting to get telegraphs. You know the old Morse code. Telegraph wires strung out across countries. And they're only they're only seeing this, they're not feeling it, you know, is there any increase in temperatures or anything? No, just they just they know it's coming, they can they can see it, but they don't at this point they've got no idea what effect it's gonna have. Because it's we at this stage we're starting to get electric electronics into our civilization. The day after Carrington observed the impressive flare, Earth experienced an unprecedented geomagnetic storm with telegraph systems going haywire and auroral displays normally confined to polar latitudes visible in the tropics. Wow. 
Carrington put two and two together and realised that the solar flare he'd seen was almost certainly the cause of this massive geomagnetic disturbance and this was a connection that had never previously been made. The origins of space weather can be traced to the contortions in the sun's magnetic field leading to dark blotches or sunspots on its surface. It's an 11 year cycle sunspot activity and we're currently approaching the next solar maximum in 2025. Mm. Some evidence pointing towards that we're going to have a polar shift. Okay. Which means that our magnetic field will be weakened. And if it's happening at the same time the sun's at its maximum, that's when the maximum damage can be done. It's bad news. What happened during this counting event then? During the counting event, Earth felt silent as telegraph communications around the world failed. There were reports of sparks showering from telegraph machines, operators receiving electric shocks and papers set ablaze by the rogue sparks. Striking auroras dazzled sky watchers around the world as polar light shows stretched far beyond their usual ranges. The mm. northern lights, the aurora borealis, were witnessed as far south as Cuba and Honolulu. Whoa. While the southern That's lights... Mad. Yeah. The southern lights, aurora australis, were seen as far north as Santiago in Chile. That's fucked up, yeah. No, that was in 1850 or 1860. 1859. So imagine now with everything is yeah, electronic. Yeah, yeah. Well, did anybody ever see there was a programme on Sky it was called Revolution? Yes, I did. It had black guy from, from Breaking, Bad. Breaking Bad in it. I did not the chicken watch man. I'm aware of that It show. wasn't great, was it? I think I gave up it after the first okay, season. It okay, but it did get cancelled. I think it was. It got to season two and then they cancelled it. Mm. And it was a bit disappointing because it was all right. Mm. Wasn't, but wasn't literally this exact thing happened. But basically, yeah. that's kind of what happened. Mm. All the other tries Everything just went. Planes just fell out of the sky. Everything. Yeah, that you was, do not want to be a, on a plane when this happens. Yeah, yeah. So that is the, <laughs> literally the last place you want to be, isn't it? Yeah. But you don't want to be. You could be almost yeah. anywhere and be all right, but not on a fucking plane. No. no. Or in the path of a plane that's going to crash. Oh, yeah, you don't want that but either. This is the problem. Like that. There's just like thousands of planes falling to the floor at once. Like so, the the catastrophic damage that would do a alone mm. all the ones that would fall over cities well, and that look for example if you stand in parliament square in london you're on the flight path to i forget which london airport it is gatwick or heathrow yeah one, one of the two, two. Yeah. and they're flying like pretty low over the city if you know that happened right then boom that's that's coming down that's you're talking talking hundreds of thousands of deaths just from the plane and you don't want to be working in in a power station power station no <laughs> it's yeah. a nuclear power station. I don't mm. know if there'll be any effect on that. If there's electricity, then yeah, electronics. So you might lose the ability to control the core. Could be mass a Chernobyl scenario mass, going on. Mass meltdowns of everybody. Possibly power station in the world. No, so when this happened in 1860s, a telegraph pole was exploding. Yeah, that was the worst thing it affected. Jesus, yeah. now. We'll do Scary prospect, isn't it? That it's a world-ending prospect. Well, that's it. I mean, you know, if it happened today. Don't about world-ending prospect. Well, it's going to cause some chaos, no doubt about if that. If you watch the, the series Revolution, <laughs> if it happened today, we lose the internet, we lose GPS, we lose all satellite communication, money we lose everything electronic. Worthless. Money becomes worthless. Things like that because you've got no. Well, money's basically just numbers on a screen at this point. Yeah, but there's no screen anymore, is there's there? There's no screen. That's what I mean. It takes everything, because the world economy is all controlled by, through computer systems now, isn't How it? How long yeah. will it take to, for it to all be, you know... Be, well, it depends. Be back it completely frazzles well, it all. Let's say we had something like the Carrington event now, then you're talking generators, you're talking tr transformers... And you've got no electricity or very little electricity to build new ones. Mm. You need machinery to build it, don't yeah. you? You need to depress the metal. You might be able to knock up some very awkward jury rigged ones or 
but you've got hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of, tra of transformers around the world to replace. And this is the people problem. are going to go years without electricity. This is the problem. Every single car, every single vehicle that has any kind of CPU well, in it, electric starter motors now. Exactly. Anything that's got any kind of computer control in it gets frazzled. I and mean, this is the worst case scenario. Oh yeah. No, this isn't the worst case scenario. We can get to the worst case scenario later on if you like. Well, this is a revolution. This is a this is this is the strongest solar storm we've experienced. Yeah. Fortunately, it happened in eighteen sixty. If it happens again tomorrow, then we're we're back to the fucking we're back to pre-electricity times, aren't we? Well, until you get it back up again, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's gonna. They reckon it would cost two point six trillion in damages, and that's to the US alone. Yeah, and you've got to remember, you've got to, so you've got to make these transformers until you start getting stuff back up and running. As soon as you start getting a few places up and running, then that's going to obviously spread out more, isn't it? But until you get that, those few transformers, it, you you could be looking at countries that are just for years. Yeah. Which is going to lead to mass civil unrest, let's face it. Countries like ourselves, the US, Australia, most like first world European countries and that, we wouldn't have too many issues. Within within a year, we'd all be back up and running. A year with electricity? Yeah, but then I'm then saying within a year, you'd be back up and running. Do you remember the police have got no means to, get in the, to do anything anymore? Radio communications. Like to, for the looting to start? Oh, Minutes. Looting, minutes. Food, <laughs> food <laughs> production. <laughs> your mobile phone's dead. Your phone lines are what gone. Everyone would just die. It's just food, isn't it? Everyone would just die. They wouldn't just die. They would because their phones would die. Everyone, <laughs> all the, everyone under the age of like thirty would all just instantly die because <laughs> they no longer had a phone attached to their the face. Forties rule the world. Uh, that would be it. <laughs> Forties and upwards. They all kill themselves. <laughs> they don't just their hearts would just explode. They'd be like, oh no, phone, <laughs> dead, all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You might be, be on something. It would get rid of YouTube influencers though, wouldn't it? That would be great. Ooh. And Instagram, that would be nice. That's, that's a whole thing just gone. No, on the downside, would... we'd be back to relying on printed types. So we'd be buying newspapers again. On the downside, nobody would be able to hear our beautiful voices anymore. That's a major fucking disappointment for the yeah, entire world, isn't yeah. it? That would, be a, that would be the world killer in itself. <laughs> People would just kill themselves. They would. No, you no can't hear cut the bull in the post you the bottom. No more cut it through the bull. That's it, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> but now, so we've talked about the magnetic poles, if they shift. Now what happens if the geographic poles shift, isn't it? Yeah. And the geographic poles are kind of controlled, well, they are controlled by the rotation of the Earth's core. You know, that, that liquid core floating around the side iron core, that is always going, and that's what creates the electronic and magnetic fields around the Earth. In the last few days, the rotation of the Earth's core might have slowed down. Breaking news. Breaking news. We are literally, could be on the verge of polar shift. Now we've got the nice, polite, scientific version of polar shift, which we've told you, where basically we lose our magnetic field and leave ourselves open to coronal mass ejections. Worst case scenario in a coronal mass ejection, I should have mentioned it earlier really, is that we end up at the end of the film knowing where the Earth is like, just boiled alive by a particularly large coronal mass ejection. Oh yeah. I mean, even with the magnetosphere, it would have been a biggie to take. But without it, or a weakened one, anyone who's not in a cave, deep underground, is not going to make it. Fried. It's going to be flash fried. <laughs> even if you were in a cave, when you come up, everything, you know, it's going to be, be on fire, yeah. Green, I mean. No, it'll be hell on earth, wouldn't it? Oh, no, I mean, like I say, you've got to... You're taking provisions down to that cave with you. you, you somehow you've got a warning mm. and found a suitably deep cave. Mainly because it's cool in caves. It might actually keep the temperature to a survival level the deeper you go. But there's a conspiracy, isn't there, that the geographic poles might move? Slide, but we'll get to that. Don't worry. Okay. What we need to do first is talk about the, the inner core, because this is breaking news. 
So the way the Earth's core rotates may have changed recently, slowing down in relation to the mantle. The Earth is formed out of the crust, the mantle and the inner and outer cores. The solid inner core is situated about 3,200 miles below Earth's crust and previous research has found that it is separated from the semi-solid mantle by the liquid outer core. Right, so you've got your solid iron core and then you've got your other little liquid core made of molten magma, rock, iron, whatever. You know, it's all molten, it's all swishing around, but it's all going with the earth. It's all going with the spin of the earth. With the spin. Okay. But it does go a bit faster because it's in the middle, so yeah. forces aren't uh, what they are. With a radius of almost 2,200 miles, Earth's core is about the size of Mars and it consists mostly of iron and nickel and contains about one-third of the Earth's mass. The speed of the inner core's rotation, which is driven by the magnetic field generated in the outer core, and whether this changes over time has remained unclear. Knowing how the inner core rotates could shed light on how these layers interact and other processes deep in the Earth. Now, in research published in the journal Nature Geoscience, Ji Yang, Associate Research Scientist at Peking University, and Zhou Dong Song, Peking University Chair Professor, studied seismic waves and earthquakes that have passed through the Earth's solid inner core. In particular, they looked at the difference in the waveform and travel time of these quakes. They found that since 2009, the paths of these seismic waves that previously showed significant travel time variation exhibited little change. So everything's been fine for a while. But when you look at the decade between 1980 and 1990, you see clear change. But when you look at, look at 2010 to 2020, you don't see much change. This indicates the Earth's inner core rotation has slowed. Right. This may be linked to an overall slowing down of the inner core rotation as part of a seven-decade oscillation caused by a tug of war between two forces acting on the inner core, an electromagnetic force and gravity force. So it's the variations in the Earth's core rotation are associated with changes in observations on the Earth's surface, like the length of day and, of course, the strength of the magnetic field. Right. So this slowing down, it might have stopped, might have flipped direction, Either way, breaking news, are we due a polar shift? Looking that way, isn't it? If it's getting weaker and the mantle's slowing down, rotation. So I can I suggest that, yeah? Tell you about cataclysmic polar shift. Alright, let's move on to cataclysmic polar shift. Yeah. This is when the shit really does it. This is this is exactly when the shit hits the fan. <laughs> Now, in 1966, former McDonnell Douglas engineer, Dr. Chan Thomas, McDonnell Douglas are... Airplanes. Airplanes, aircraft manufacturers, wrote a book called The Adam and Eve Story about the very end of the world. And in it, he presents evidence of a coming cataclysm by polar shift. Now, I'm going to read you the first bit of the opening chapter of this. Let's sort of put it into perspective. To put it into perspective. <laughs> With a rumble so low as to be inaudible, growing, throbbing, then fuming into a thundering roar, the earthquake starts. Only it's not like any other earthquake in recorded history. In California, the mountains shake like ferns in a breeze. The mighty Pacific rears up and piles up into a mountain of seawater no more than two miles high and starts its race eastward with the force of a thousand armies the wind attacks ripping shredding everything in its supersonic bombardment the unbelievable mountain of pacific seawater follows the wind eastward burying los angeles and san francisco as if they were but grains of sand nothing but nothing stops the relentless overwhelming onslaught of wind and ocean Across the continent, the thousand-mile-per-hour wind wreaks its hell, its unholy vengeance everywhere, mercilessly unceasing, and every living thing is ripped to shreds while being blown across the countryside, and earthquakes leave no places untouched. In many places, the Earth's molten sublayer breaks through and spreads a sea of white-hot liquid fire to add to the Holocaust. Within three hours, the fantastic wall of seawater moves across the continent, burying the wind-ravaged land under two miles 
of seething water coast to coast. In a fraction of a day, all vestiges of civilization are gone and the great cities, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Chicago, Dallas, New York, Boston, are nothing but legends. Barely a stone is left where millions walked just a few hours before. A few lucky ones who managed to find shelter from the screaming wind on the lee side of a high mountain peak, such as empty massive watch, the sea of molten fire breaking through the quaking valleys below, the raging waters follow at supersonic speeds, piling higher and higher, streaming over the molten earth fire and rising. Almost to their feet, only great high mountains such as this one can withstand the cataclysmic onslaught and North America is not alone in her death throes. Central America suffers the same cannonade, wind, earth, fire. South America finds the Andes not high enough to stop the cataclysmic violence and is pounded out by nature in a berserk rage. In less than a day, Ecuador, Peru and western Brazil are shaken madly by the devastating earthquakes. The Andes are piled higher and higher by the Pacific supersonic onslaught as the water surges over itself against the mountains and the entire continent is burned by earth, molten earth fire buried under cubic miles of catastrophically violent seas then turned into a frozen hell. Everything freezes. Man, beast, plant and mud are all rock hard in less than four hours. Europe cannot escape the onslaught. The raging Atlantic piles higher and higher on itself following the screeching wind eastward. The Alps, Pyrenees, Urals and Scandinavian mountains are shaken and then heaved even higher when the wall of seawater strikes Western Africa and into the, sand, and the sands of the Sahara vanish in nature's wrath under savage attack by wind and ocean. The area bounded by Zaire, South Africa and Kenya suffers only severe earthquakes and winds, little inundation of the waves and survivors there marvel at the sun standing still in the sky for nearly half a day. Eastern Siberia and the Orient suffer a strange late fate indeed as though a giant subterranean scythe sweeps away the earth's foundations accompanied by the wind in its screaming symphony of supersonic death and destruction. As the Arctic Basin leaves its polar home, Eastern Manchuria, China and Burma have suggested the same annihilation as South America, wind and earth fire inundating the f and turning the f everything freezing cold. Animals are shredded by to ribbons by the wind piled into mountains of flesh and bone and buried under avalanches of seawater and mud. And then the sudden, seemingly infinite supply of instant paralyzing temperature drop of 180 degrees Fahrenheit. Nothing is left unfrozen in the entire Eastern Asian continent, most of which remains below sea level. Antarctica and Greenland, with their ice caps, no rotate around the Earth in the torrid zone, and the fury of wind and inundation marches on for six days. During the sixth day, the oceans start to settle in their new homes, running off the high grounds. And on the seventh day, the horrendous rampage is over. The Arctic Ice Age is ended and a new Stone Age begins. The oceans, the great homogenizers, have laid down on the deep layer of mud over the existing strata in the Great Plains, as exposed as the Grand Canyon painted desert mountain valley in the Badlands. The Bay of Bengal Basin, just east of India, is now at the North Pole, and the Pacific Ocean, just west of Peru, is at the South Pole. Greenland and Antarctica are now rotating equatorially, find their ice caps, dissolving madly in the tropical heat. Whoa! That's heavy, isn't it? Well heavy! <laughs> Yeah, so what's for main course then? <laughs> <laughs> and they think that's might be where they got the Adam and Eve and God creating the earth in seven days. This happened, it took seven days. So basically God is, you know, creating the earth again in a new sort of mould. Or it's polar geographic cataclysmic polar shift. I mean, I think it's a disaster nearly wipes humanity. 
we start getting the Stone Age. Fuck yeah. For those few survivors. Yeah, Dr. Thomas, Dr. Chan Thomas reckons that it's probably not the first time it's happened. Could be this this could be the sixth civilization for all we know. Could be more, could be less. Surely we find remnants, you know. Not if it's all just... Ah, there have been remnants found of advanced civilizations who we think should have been operating around the Stone Age level. Graham Hancock is a big philosophy of that. You can watch the Netflix show. There are some civilizations that are found that are out of place, aren't they? In the timeline. It shouldn't there be are. there that are too technical it's for the time. Mainly buildings, though. We found ancient structures that are built with piled logs of stone. In Peru, the, the, the vast subterranean a- areas underneath it. It's more advanced than the, the archaeologists of today say that we should be doing at that time. We should be living in caves. Mm. So history might come in in cycles. We, we get to a certain point in civilization, and then this thing happens and almost yeah. wipes us all out. Yeah, wipes it out. Starts it again. Yeah. yeah. Now, he's, Dr. Chan is saying this in 1966. But he's not the first to push the theory. A decade earlier, Charles Hopgood published a book called The Earth's Shifting Crust, discussing Earth's crustal displacement hypothesis. And if you really want to sort of, if I want to lay this out as simply as possible, go and watch the movie 2012. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking that when you were describing it. Yeah. yeah. When he first published this, Hopgood first published this, it was, it was pseudoscience. It, was, it wasn't real science. This is theories. But he had supporters... Albert Einstein himself wrote two of the book's forewords. Although, admittedly, Einstein's a physicist, not a, a geologist. Still a clever motherfucker, though. Oh, I'm not, I'm not debating that, you know. Yeah. Clever enough to be able to understand and agree with concepts outside his own field, yeah. certainly. Oh, that's it. I mean, yeah. Hopgood said, basically, there were supercontinents and stuff moves about. You know, into the continents we've got now. Guess what? Proven right. There's physics involved in all of the yeah. actions that are happening, isn't there? So. He, wrote, he wrote a book called Path of the Poles where he says the magnetic north moves. Ha! You're joking, aren't you? Years later, proved right. Mm. He reckoned that a pole shift of around 15 to 40 degrees happened around 9,600 BC, and that's 11,600 years ago. The Younger Dryas. The Younger Dryas, indeed, the last ice age. I mean, there's a map called the Piri Reis map. It's really old. It's taken from earlier sources. It's baffled archaeologists for years because it shows Antarctica not covered in ice. Ooh. Settlements on the coast. Mm. You know, it's baffled people for years. And, and, and of course, modern archaeologists just say, ah, they just drew it because they thought, well, you know what, it's there. Maybe. It's not, you know, there's got to be something down there. We'll draw something in. Yeah. Maybe it was on the equator at one point. And the solar shift pushed it up there. You don't know. Maybe. So then we have to ask the question that did advanced civilizations exist before that? The base of the Sphinx has water erosion marks around it. In a desert. In a desert. That means the Sphinx, you could be pushing that to 10,000 years ago, the Sphinx, rather than the, what, 6,000, 3,000 years ago I think it was today. Why? You know when we did the Atlantis episode and we talked about the eye in the Sahara Desert? Mm-hmm. There could be Atlantis because it's laid out exactly the same as Plato described Atlantis. What if that happened? Mm-hmm. Easter Island heads, yeah? Right, another example. Those aren't just heads on Easter Island. Those are, there's bodies buried underneath. Yeah, yeah. Now that could have been because it was part of the lost continent of Mu, which ancient Mayan and Indian texts describe. Wow. Right, so that entire thing was buried in the mud. Did they just bake these statues and then bury them up to their necks in mud? Or did something happen and they were buried up to their necks in mud by this polar shift? By this shifting of the Earth's core brought on by polar shift. If you're going to build statues, you're not going to cover half of it in mud, are you? No. Doesn't no. make sense. And to add evidence to the lost causes of Mew, there's even cultural crossovers with Greece and the, uh, and the Chinese continent. In language and religion, mm. even Egypt, it's mental. It's absolutely mental. Fucking mental. It's fucking mental. So the idea is, if polar shift happens, the molten layers kind of sh- move along opposite to the. So the Earth will just go whoop, stop. Polar shift. The molten layers are affected by that, and they just slide along, shifting around freely. 
and the weight of the ice caps drags the continents into a 90 degree shift. So everything on the Earth just goes, just flips 90 degrees, but everything's spinning at a thousand miles an hour anyway. So the wind and the water keep going, where and all the continents just go bloop and shift round. India's at the North Pole. India's at the North Pole. Chile's at the South Pole. Chile's at the South Pole. We're smack bang in the equator. Yeah. We're equatorial at this point. If we survive, yeah. we're equatorial. So everything is just wiped out by mega tsunamis two miles high. Plus the thousand mile an hour winds. So if you are in a plane in this scenario, right? You just, your play, which is doing 500 miles an hour, is just batted 500 miles an hour in reverse, flipping over, being ripped apart. Your boats, you've got the Poseidon adventure all over again. <laughs> and no one wants that. So, so how long do you think we'd get notice? Literally nothing sort, sort of for this happening. one. This is just going to happen. He's so, going to take six... Geologists and, you know, scientists won't won't know that this is, you know, that they're not going to see changes in magnetic field or, or anything on the run-up to it. We might, well, the thing is, this is classed as pseudosciences. There's no proof for There's this. There's no proof of this. This is theory. Yeah. So we might get evidence of weakening, of the polar field weakening. That's, no, that's true. That's, we can yeah. record that. We're going to get evidence of that. The magnetic poles do shift. And it gets weaker before they shift. That is proof we know that that's going to happen yeah this one is a bit more pseudoscience isn't it exactly but he's been right on all the other stuff that he wrote about so who says he's not right about and with the, and we, that's why I included the molten core stopping well if that stops if that's stopped or it's slowed down then we, is it going to come to a stop is it going to reverse we don't know and if that happens then the rest of the earth's going to start going bloop backwards or stop. That could be tied into, you know, ice ages and all sorts mm -hmm. and how the, how the Earth's inner workings, you know, plays out, couldn't it? Yeah. So, you know, Chan Thomas did say in 1993 that this would happen in the year 2000, you know, along with everything else. Yeah, everything was going to happen in the year 2000, mm -hmm. wasn't it? Oh. Y2K. Yeah. <laughs> Y2K. And then, and of course, you had the Mayan calendar. Mm-hmm. 2012, are we due or not? The answer is yes, we are completely due a polar shift. Jan Thomas, you know all that stuff that goes on, the initial thousand mile an hour winds, two mile high tsunamis, he reckons in the space of a day we're going to have that. And it's going to take six, seven days for the, everything to settle down. Humanity will be mostly gone in a fucking day, straight off, or our civilization will be mostly gone in a day, not humanity. Someone will survive somewhere. Some redneck in the woods, in the mountains. Some Taliban in the Bora Bora caves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably, you know what, yeah? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Could be a shit day, though, isn't it? How much, that's what I'm saying, Certainly how much is. notice they're going to set, they're going to give you. So that's well, the, what the, was the, happening, yeah. Well, maybe yeah. you'd have a build-up of earthquakes and things, I don't know. Well, if... There'll probably be increased geological activity. We'll have, we'll have no we electric anyway, so there'll be no news being spread. It will, it, it, you know, it'll be... We still have electricity at that point, so you might get some advance warning as San Francisco's taken out by a two-mile-high tsunami yeah. travelling... This is different the to the, the magnetic zone. pole. This is the geographic pole switching. Yeah. That wouldn't come first... Don't know. With it. We don't know. It's all speculation. Right. I thought that would come first anyway with, with the... Maybe. Maybe. It's a sign of it. Maybe. Could be. Could be. So it might not happen. It might be bullshit. Yeah. Unless this, Chan, this Chan Thomas seems to think that it's going to happen. He does. In less than a day, all vestiges of civilization have gone. Then everything freezes on one side of the planet because the Earth stopped going around for so long. So it goes down to minus 180 degrees. <laughs> Fuck. Warmest parts of the planet will still be 80 below zero. Yeah. So it'll totally stop. This guy thinks it's going to totally stop spinning and just stop. For a day, yeah. For a day, and then what? Stop again. Start, start spinning, again. but the other way, or. But on a different tilted axis. Yeah. I can't see. Oh, you know, we're going pretty fast. I just can't mm -hmm. see us, you know. Coming to a grinding halt. 
yeah, going to a grinding halt without our scientists. Mm. It, you know, it's look how fast it. Uh, maybe it's a matter yeah, of it's days. Whether, maybe it's to do with the liquid moving around. Maybe that, you know, that moves around it and, and that'll shunt it. And but it, it, it you know, scientists are going to realise <laughs> what's going on. Get all the men in the world to stand turning in one direction. And fart all at the same time. I mean, it's not going to stop going round <laughs> the it'll sun. Help, it'll push. It'll, it'll it's just, just the spin. Stars. It's the spin yeah. of the earth, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I mean. If we all fart at the same time, yeah. facing the same direction, <laughs> it'll like give us that little boost, <laughs> like a little rocket boost, <laughs> carrying the world spinning. I gotta try and get a bit of comedic fucking effect in this godforsaken fucking podcast that we're doing today because it's been one of the most. Dismal, depressing ones <laughs> ever. You weren't here for fucking Unit Seven Thirty One, were you? No, no, you weren't. That was pretty depressing. <laughs> Thank you, blessings for that. You weren't there that one. But I, I like to feel that I, 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 yeah. I try and bring a bit of a comedic value towards all scenarios. But with this, well, I'm calling. I have bullshit. nothing. I'm calling bullshit that on his theory that it's just going to come to a halt. Let's hope so. I think it'll be, you know, it'd have to be a, be a gradual, bit, more gradual. bit of a gradual, yeah, yeah. you know, even if it slowed down. I just don't know what they. When do. he came up with this theory, though, things like our geologists and things like that, they weren't as good and as high tech as they are nowadays. So he probably didn't. He probably didn't envisage us being able to detect these kind of things happening. Whereas nowadays, we would probably know in advance. Maybe it might only be a few days, mm. could be a few weeks, could be a few months. You don't know, do you? So, but in them days, 50, 60 years ago, they didn't really, in the 60s, they didn't really fucking envisage technology being where it is now. No. They? Well, let's look at it another way. Over the world, there's 40 flood myths, all dating back to around 6,500 years ago, and that can be proven by cutting down trees that are that old and finding the examining the rings and analyse, taking core samples and analysing it. And we know that there was floods around 6,500 years ago, some kind of great flood. Was it the same thing? Maybe that's where they got the Noah's Ark. That's exactly where they got the Noah's Ark. There's, what, there's stuff from China, the Mayans are going. Mm. There's 40 great flood myths around the world. Mm. I'm not saying that the Christian one's right. I'm not saying the Chinese one's right. Was there some kind of cataclysm? It's a possibility. Did we, has there been other civilizations that got more advanced and wiped out? Possibly. Maybe not as advanced as we are now, but Atlantis seems. Oh, Atlantis is meant to be fucking sweet. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You know, just throw it out there. Oh, going to the great mermaids swimming around and that. Yeah, man. It never used to be underwater, Pete. <laughs> 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 oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aquaman wasn't around then. Oh, he wasn't what? Aquaman then. Oh. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you can't base your knowledge of world history from DC movies, Pete. <laughs> There's a cross between that and Disney. A <laughs> <laughs> little mermaid as well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so what if the magnetic field swaps and we don't have the apocalypse? Happy days. Happy days, maybe not. You've still got a weak magnetic field. You've still got a chance if your satellites and your GPS are gone because of solar flares. Meh. They're not hard. The electrical grid, gone. You've got an increase in cancer rates because we're getting more bombarded by more solar radiation. Climate becoming unpredictable because we've got more CO2 in our atmosphere. There's then being superheated again by these solar flares hitting a weakened magnetic field, no, raising no the temperature. In that lot. You could, you could, you know, um, We'd have we... fires breaking out, things like that. Well, you could argue that the industry cars aren't going to be on the road, so CO2 is no. going to be kept to a minimum. Your threads of society break down, leading to civil unrest because your supply chain's disrupted. Your logistics chain is gone. It's going to be food stores and whatever anyone's got in the cupboards. People are going to die. People will die. And, you know, and as of course, the worst-case scenario, we end up with a massive... We end up in 2025 when the sun hits its peak of solar weather... Fires a massive coronal mass ejection our way, spunks a load of solar fire over the earth and scorches us clean. <laughs> it's a bit terrifying, really. Mm -hmm. We have no control over it. 
We can't stop it. No. It's going to happen. We're overdue. Yeah, but it's still all theory. No, then. that isn't. That bit isn't. As in the Carrington event, if we have, if we get hit by a massive solar flare that hits a weakened magnetic field because you had a pole shift without the apocalypse. Yeah. We're losing everything electronic. We're taking satellites out. Losing the grid. But again, it's theory. We're back to the Stone Age. But it is still only theory, isn't it? No, no the no. Carrington event proves it. They no, lost no. They lost everything I mean, electronic. It's theory that it's going to happen in 2025. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They we don't, don't know where. No, no, no. Solar weather's predicted to hit a peak in 2025. Yeah, but it's only, weather, it's only the Earth's core... Sorry, the field went tomorrow and switched. We're still left with a weakened field for six to seven years. Yeah. Oh, was it that long? Yeah. But this is if... It does switch. It, no, it will. Switches. It will switch at some point. Will. But if it went tomorrow, we'd still be left for the weekend field. Mm. So if it did fire something our way, we get solar weather, and cancer rates are going to go up. We might lose the satellites, or the satellites will certainly be damaged unless NASA or, or whoever goes up there and sorts out something to harden the electronics. Well, it's not going to happen anyway, so let's not worry about it. Let's not cause mass panic. To, <laughs> there's potential for it to happen in our lifetime. Yeah, 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 of course. It's weakening so, now. Hopefully it fucking won't. <laughs> the Earth's core just stopped and flipped a bit. And did it affect That's, anything? This point might have weakened the magnetic field. Might have weakened our magnetic field. Who's to say? Mm. <laughs> I took his cash rate. It's because it's your birthday and I love it. <laughs> You know he's going to edit that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, where do we stand? Nah. It's all theory, isn't it? About most of it, anyway. Well, the so cataclysmic it, part is. No, it, the rest of it isn't theory. No, it's documented it's, science. It's going to happen. Okay, right. It's theory and... If you'd let me finish... No, I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's between theories for some of it and the other is coincident yeah so if it all happens at this same time we're fucked chances of it all happening at the same time are pretty slim anyway so it's all worst case scenario if all these coincidences all happen at the same time or theories different theories anyway so fingers crossed it ain't gonna go to shit like it like it could an asteroid could Mm-hmm. Come and wipe out the world in yep. a year's time. You, you know what I mean? There's so many different things, isn't there, that could happen. Yeah, but we could arm again that shit these days. Yeah. And we, we could build a big force field in the sky above, out like, I don't know, a couple of thousand miles away from the moon or whatever. A big, build a big force field that. This isn't Highlander 2. It's not Highlander 2. Why do we want to. We need the sun to. to Grow crops. No, you're saying if it if it's a danger. We can oh, still yeah. have the sun, but it would be like some kind of extra protection. You know what you could do? That we can create. You know what we could do? Put like big foil pieces up in 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 space that surround the earth. Still reflect the reflect sun. Reflect the sunlight. You're still talking there, though. So you're not getting a huge direct. proportion of the Earth's GDP to get that shit up in there in, in time. Well, I know, yeah, but I'm just saying... It is the, the, the national collective will of the planet. Because you know what it would be like? like nah, nah, I don't, believe, I don't believe in the sun. That would help with climate change <sighs> as well. It would well. help with climate change, yeah. It would. Yeah. But you've got to have the collective political will to but do then that, then in the sky, you'd have all these big silver sort of... Well, I think... Oh, it'll be like a cast of shadows anywhere, because I'm going on holiday soon. I don't want to be... <laughs> oh, you wouldn't want it focusing down like a thing, would you? Like, <laughs> like when you got in a microscope. Oh, it's just on your house. <laughs> <laughs> You've got you a magnifying glass and ants. Like it's just like it's like looking like burning through this window. <laughs> yeah, just, just a scorch mark in the wall. You know. Oh, don't cross that beam. Claire, when you sit on that sofa, you've got to duck right under. Just cut the sofa in two. You just know though, right, if that beam was like... Cuts that, Ben in two. That beam would just be used, wouldn't it? Like, sacrificing... It'd be like a new world of order, like... In, the people they use like the beam as a sacrificing pit kind of thing when it comes to certain areas. Oh like, yeah, you'd be cr- you'd be clamped down, spread yeah, yeah. Or, uh, like the James the Bond villain, because obviously he goes around the earth so many times a day, yeah, doesn't it? As yeah. the sun rotates, okay, like, let's do oh, something else. The beams, the beams coming back. <laughs> Everyone out the way. 
Did you say let's do something else? <laughs> something else in a state in Telver that Claire seems to have a particular dislike for. It is a bit of a shithole, though, I'll agree with you on that. Yeah. You know, I, went, I, I dated a girl in Minnesota and I went to that shop on the estate and I've never had the feeling that I'm going to get stabbed so much <laughs> ever in my own hometown that I did go into that shop. Yeah. And you know the worst of it was? The lager selection was fucking woeful. <laughs> it was Casamain 4X, 8 cans for a fiver. That was the best deal. And, and that I'm stuff's saying. nasty. Goes flat off a day to can. Oh, Tastes ah, terrible. Castlemain? Yeah. It's the worst Australian lager you'll ever buy, and it was the best they had on offer. And that's what so, Ben judges a place yeah. by what they've got in the news agent. No, I used to judge the place. I never felt like I wanted to stab Ben more in my life. <laughs> so Claire, what was your verdict? Have you said? Well, going back to having other civilizations that were, you know, mm. and, and then this 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 has happened before and wiped us out and covered us in mud. Big and that reset. Big, yeah, big reset. Mm, the great reset. Yeah. The ultimate great reset. Yeah. yeah, that's what they're talking about. It's mm. not all financial, is it? It's just no, they mean this. Out, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think... Well, we was obviously, we're the most technologically forward civilization that's made it so far. That we know of. That we know of. But it's not going to... Atlantis had nuclear power and everything. It was... Did it? <laughs> yeah. You remember the Atlantis episode? It was like a utopia, man. It was one of those... You're not seeing those smartphones they found. <laughs> yeah, it was all with good. Ariel and a dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Ben, that, I hate to tell you, that's not fact. That was based on a story, wasn't it? That's, that's what Plato it. reckoned. Yeah. If Plato says it, that's good enough well, for we me. We don't know whether that was just a fable or not, do we? But could be. Right, so with the most technologically advanced that we know of, yeah, that has been on this planet that we know because of. of no, you got to add this that. Is, this is what I, this is my proof because of um, satellites. If those people as technologically advanced as us, yeah, the solar flares could have took them out and crashed to Earth. Why aren't they just in the orbit? Yeah, but they'd fall to Earth eventually. They would fall to Earth eventually. Yeah. They could be knocked out of there. Satellites do that all the time. The Chinese have yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. You make a fine point. Mm, and does, we've yeah. got a lot of space trash. Yeah. Trash. Got a lot of space rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. You but, know. But there are archaeological things that are out of place, aren't there? All right. Okay. This is this is the statement. Then I think we're the the first to have got into space mm. and put. Put all that yeah, all right. Give you so, that. Yeah. So what about the Polish shift? Send you on board. You think you're gonna have? Well, one? the Polish, yeah, molten core shifting. That that polar shift. That's the biggie, isn't it? Where'd you stand on that one? I prefer I, polar bears. I just, I just think we haven't got. It's all theories of what what's happening. I know that. There, these, there's these things out of place, but until it happens and we experience it, we're just going to know nothing about it. And I think when it does come, or if it does come, we're not going to know anything about it anyway because, like you know, I say, it could two miles tsunami's going to get us. Yeah, they're, and they're not going to tell us, are they? It's not going to be on the news. Well, it would be, yeah. Do you think? Briefly, until the electronics mm-hmm. went. Well, yeah, no, if the electronics went, and you know, because we don't know how fast this is going to happen. It might just be disruption for a while, and we start, everyone gets fuzz, and then... He said day, it's going to take a day for it to sort of sweep round the earth. Right. So if it happens in America first, then we'd get it last, wouldn't we? So anybody yeah. in America can't really communicate to the, the, the country next door, we're having fucking issues over here because... No, but they'd be like, we'd be like, hang on a minute, We've just total blackout, yeah. yeah. The whole of the United States of America. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, Satellites, they can't talk, oh shit. Yeah, but then yeah, they can't a... talk back, so you're not, no, one know, you yeah, know, no one's going to know. Doesn't matter, though. Yeah, but no, they'd know because they've got... We've got satellites, we've got satellites. We've got all these different satellites, things like that. As soon as we lost communications with them, yeah, we see them recording. Like, what the fuck? They'd, they'd be able to see exactly what was going yeah. on. Yeah. Don't be able 
see. Of course it would. would. Satellites. Satellite. What, it, 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 they could literally it, look in our yeah, fucking yeah, window yeah. where we're sat right yeah. now if they wanted to. Yeah, it showed the way, the two mile wave just fucking destroying America. Minister, why have we lost contact with the United States? Why has it gone dark? You'll find out in eight minutes' time. <laughs> We're still looking into that information. Next question. <laughs> yeah, the only people that would know are the people... Like that a true politician. <laughs> it would only be the people that would be in that circle that would know about it, really. Unless, And it would be up to them whether they divulge it to the general public. And would it get they probably the haven't got time to, to divulge it to the mm. general public. And they're probably thinking, right, let's get on our boat. Fuck everyone else. Yeah, there'll be some fucker filming yeah, the tidal wave coming right towards one TikTok just before it splashed them. We've got yeah, we've got our own problems, I suppose, with the earthquakes and shit going yeah. on. Yeah, that's also the valid point. And the super volcanoes going <laughs> off. This is the longest wrap up ever mm. we've ever done. This yeah. Is. <laughs> so what's your th- what, what's your final thoughts then, Claire? Well, was it? It was just really long. <laughs> Pete, uh, He's I've finished. kind of given mine. Yeah. It's just yep. that, I just think it's all. I hope it doesn't happen. Science I was a bike. Well, for the magnetic poles flipping, um, yeah, there's proof of it, evidence, it will happen, it has happened and it will happen again. As for the geographic poles and the whole cataclysmic thing, I'm on the fence. No. Not enough evidence. No, you're never on the fence, are you? Okay, going back to mine, we're all fucked and they're not going to tell us about it. That's that's my... Yeah, <laughs> if you want that. Yeah, they won't. They won't. Nah. They look after themselves, mate. You just cause panic. Yeah, I'm you? straight down to that bunker. You just cause... You cause what major you... panic. Mm. What do you think, then? Yeah, I, 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 I agree with Mike, actually. Pole at the magnetic north, yeah, that's going to that's gonna shift. My concern, more than anything, is that it shifts fairly quickly, like in the next year or so, and we end up because it has been getting weaker yep. over the last sort of ten years. Mm-hmm. It's actually we, an anomaly, isn't there? The spacecraft, like the, the ISS, doesn't fly over it because it the electronics sort of got interfered yeah. with, and the astronauts are seeing flashing lights in their eyes, which yeah. is a sign of solar particles. It's, it's over Chile, isn't it? And That's right. Yeah, and over the Pacific Ocean, there's like a gap now in our magnetosphere that's weakened. Ooh. It's called the Southern Anomaly. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So I think that's. I think that we're, we're due one of them. We're due a magnetic pole shift. My so big the concern. Solar flare doesn't happen at the same. It's time. a solar flare. Yeah, that's yeah. my big concern. I'm not so worried about the the, 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 the geographic shift. I'm with you on that. It's just if the solar flare happens at the same time. Um, because it's like though that may happen, it may not happen. I can't. And if it does happen, and it's fuck all I can do about it anyway because yeah. I'm going to be outside naked on my front lawn drinking from a bottle of whiskey screaming at the wave that's coming at me before the thousand mile an hour wind bats me just back into the brickwork breaks my spine and kills me anyway I have a cure for all this <laughs> I do Captain Planet he ain't going to fuck all he's only there to deal with the environment he? exactly I'm going to where your mum works Virgin balloons. <laughs> yeah, you don't make balloons there, though. They only book the flights. They've got them there, though, haven't no. they? No. You oh. want to be on a balloon in a thousand mile an hour wind? <laughs> I think that's one, of the last, that's one of the last places I'd want yeah. to be. I thought he was just going to go fuck his mum. <laughs> <laughs> the world's ending. I'm going to go fuck Ben's mum. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously we're on there. I think her husband might stop you. 
Oh, dear. On that bombshell. Yeah. I never finish my, never finish my, my thing. Oh, yeah, go on then. You got distracted by your own We can't weird, beat that now. You got, we got distracted by your weird obsession with my mum. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? That's if the geographic crazy. shift happens, there's fuck all anyone's going to do about it. We have time. No. Yeah. I'm more concerned about, I suppose you get eight minutes warning off the corona mass ejection. That's time enough to kiss my loved ones goodbye. Start open that bottle of rum I've got. Well, strip down, fly- stand on my front lawn. It's only going to fry the electronics, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Ben's just standing on his lawn. It's just the electronics. There's all the all the wires around me spark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Throwing out, it looks like high. You know, at the end of lights it's like, the front. Yeah, it's at like the end of Highlander where everything's going off. <laughs> yeah. See, I've seen it a lot less dramatic. You just stood outside naked going, Rah! and then, like, nothing happens, really, <laughs> other than, like, the lights blink off for, like, a second. <laughs> yeah. And then come back on, <laughs> and everyone's just driving past <laughs> you, like, what the fuck is he doing? No, just keep on drinking and go back inside. for the film version, where there's a few sparks and all sorts. Yeah, just a dramatic effect. Well, on that note, Let's, let's bring that one to a close. I've been Ben. Thank you very much for listening. Don't drink the flavour aid and don't join a cult. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. And I've been Claire. Keep an open mind, but not so open that it spills out your ears. And I've been Pete. Just fucking watch out for these solar flares, man. Hang on. Could you use the force to stop the tidal wave? No, because no. it's not a real Jedi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I don't think even Yoda will be able to stop it too much. Even around you and the ones you love. Oh, maybe. No, you better work it out, haven't you? I better have. <laughs>